This podcast was recorded in memory of Ed Steer, a true Shrewsbury fan who passed away this week. Um, Ed was a listener to the podcast um, and someone myself and Ollie had known for quite a long time. Um, so we just wanted to reflect that um, and pass on our best to his family and all of the Shrewsbury Town fans who will miss his presence at games. <laughs> So hello and welcome to episode 38 of the Salad Cast for this season, myself, Glyn Price. And this week, joined by Ollie Warner, who has returned from uh, you know near London, near the capital, Gillingham, with a, a, a nice experience and a nice away day, Ollie, that you want to tell us about. So looking forward to hearing about it, mate. Yeah, it was the perfect away oh. day. Um, yeah, you missed a good one, <laughs> I'm afraid. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. Obviously, the, the advantage of well, the advantage and the disadvantage of Gillingham, obviously being the other side of central London. Yes, uh, but took full advantage of that. Um, my Charlton friend Stuart um, recommended an excellent pub near Victoria, nice. which I um, visited. And um, yeah, on the way down, I was you know headphones in, headphones on, sorry, and um, reading a book, and then um, met Aid Plimmer on the train. He was on the same train as me, um, so we. We chatted all the way down and got to London in, in no time. You know what it's like when you're chatting away. Yep. And then, yeah, went to this absolutely superb real ale pub, had a really nice burger. Ooh. Took a couple of tinnies from the pub as well on the train. And, yeah, then obviously the football. So, yeah, um, absolutely excellent day. Yeah, sounds like, sounds like, knowing you, Ollie, that sounds right up your street, that, as a day, actually. <laughs> so I'm glad you had a good time. As I say, we, we talked about last week, I couldn't I couldn't go to this game um, due to various reasons, but I ended up in a pub, Ollie, uh, in town, the Seven Social, which is down in Frankwell, um, which is like a, a decent sports bar, and we were, me and a bunch of our mates were, were watching the scores come in, really, and um, I had no signal in there, so for once I didn't tweet the game, I couldn't listen to it, I didn't, I didn't follow it. The only experience I had was, like, quite rare for me, really, is seeing the scores come up on Soccer Saturday um, and, and when we were in the pub obviously there was a lot of town fans there when the two Shrewsbury goals came up which we'll obviously get to in a minute massive cheers in the pub which was fantastic so yeah it's a bit of a weird one really I've, I've not been so unconnected to a Shrewsbury game for a long time and how are you feeling today? Oh, awful as usual I've, I've, we've, we've been over this many times on the podcast my hangovers are awful to be honest with you I busy taking the mick out of me at about half past six on Twitter when I had said how much I'd drunk he said I need to get a new liver if I'm that I'm drunk already so I don't know I don't do it very often I probably sound like a complete drunk on this podcast Ollie, but that, that really isn't the case to be fair so so, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really buzzing to hear about this away game because obviously I've watched the highlights back, Ollie, but it sounded like a great performance for everything. I've talked to some people about it today. Looked brilliant on the highlights. So I'm, I'm really interested to hear what you've got to say, Ollie. So, uh, yeah, we'll move straight on to that. In the penalty area, Inadovic for West Ham. She's her teammate. Lanzini has to check. Lanzini still going to get the shot in Gracefield. Lanzini shoots off the line. Terrific block from James Bolton. So yeah, the one game this week, we've just talked about how much fun it was, but the final score was Gillingham nil and Shrewsbury Town 2. Goals from James Bolton on 50 minutes and Tyrese Campbell on 61 minutes in front of 4,109. And yeah, a, a, a cracking a cracking, uh, a cracking result really. I, I didn't, we didn't put it on, on the agenda, right? but how many town fans were there roughly? 246. Yeah, that's a decent turnout, isn't it? We always get the London shrews yeah. and that kind of kind of builds the numbers up, doesn't it? But yeah, cracking. You could hear him a full voice when we scored, so that, that was good. Um, but yeah, I, I suppose we'll start with your stats really because there was a few interesting ones going into the game, wasn't there? Yeah, so before the game, um, we were both um, yeah just obviously above the relegation zone. Mm. Uh, obviously, uh, one Jill's one point ahead. In terms of record, we've got a really good record against Gillingham. So they've only won in the last 12 against us. And um, in terms of um, our last visits, though, um, we're undefeated in the last five visits, now six, and scored in every game. So we kept that going. Yep. And now, obviously, on the back of that victory, we've only lost one in five now in the league, which is a good, good record. I mean, yeah, you, you look at it now and you can't say anything but our form has dramatically improved if you look at the most recent yeah. results. You know, and, and we've had that long stretch of, of ASCII-esque results 
results under Ricketts, but you, you can certainly see that things have turned around now. And I think as we go through the game, much like we did last week, there are probably reasons and, and thoughts as to why we think stuff has picked up. So we'll, we'll probably cover that as we go through the game, won't we? But yep. yeah, interesting. I mean, we'll run through the team as well, just so people are aware. But um, Mitchell um, obviously started in goal with Arnold being injured still. Um, and then we had the back three of Williams, Waterfall and Beckles. Bolton and Goldborn as there's the wing backs, and then the central midfield three of Grant, Norburn and Doherty. Um but yeah, you've done a bit of a wiggly line in terms of the forwards. You've got Campbell, Wally behind him, and then Doherty behind him. So yeah, I suppose it was was it maybe a, was it a different attacking setup than what we've had recently? Yeah, it was it was interesting. It was like Doherty was playing kind of like deep on the right mm, okay. and tucking in. Um so Jill's played with Diamond, so it was almost like he was t- sitting on one of their central midfielders. Um, and kind of sitting in and coming into that gap and also playing in the gap between, obviously, they don't have a a left winger or such. So he's kind of playing in some of the spaces. Um, so I don't know whether that was on purpose or it was just the way the game went, but he certainly seemed to be a little bit deeper than Worley. Um, Worley sometimes getting up with Campbell, but kind of floating all over the place. So, yeah, he was on the left and the right, Worley, and throughout the game. Um, so it was it was a, a good um, structure to the team that we've been seeing. Yep. And obviously that had a positive influence on the result and, and performance. And obviously the thing we've, we've been talking about over recent weeks is the lack of rotation. And then it's been, yep. you know, one change again, which was Campbell for Faye and quite a simple change. So are you surprised by that change? Uh, I, I was a bit. I mean, yeah. I, th- I, I was hoping it for it, to be honest. Yeah. I thought Faye had, you know, he'd done all right. But for me, Campbell is the kind of the star striker. Yeah, I think it's um, fair. And after a, after a couple of games of not starting, I thought it was nice to yeah, to see him start and it was good. But he got a goal, so I kind of think you can't really exactly. argue with that as a change, can you, in, in all honesty? But um, yeah, it's, it's good to see him getting a game again, Campbell, as well. We, it's been a bit, if it's mix and match between him and Faye for the rest of the season, it might be good. It might keep them really fresh. It might keep teams on edge as to quite who's going to play, I suppose. So it's not the worst tactic ever, is it? But um, yeah, it, it, yeah, I mean, it wasn't really a surprising team, I suppose, in terms of that one change because we no. are getting used to it a more settled team now and I'll continue to make the joke Ollie that we have before the five or six games before we went to see Sam Ricketts it was huge rotation it was like 3.7 a game or something since we went to see Sam Ricketts it's about one a game roughly at the moment so noticeable change there Ollie and we definitely should keep banging the drum about how people should be thanking us No comment. <laughs> you won't have it, will you? Oh, it's quite funny. I, I know it's not serious. I think that um, at the meeting we had, Ricketts was very clear he wanted to have a settled team and it might have just uh, come about at the same time that a lot of people were asking yeah, for it, I suppose. But um, it's it's going to be the long-run joke of this season, I think, now for the rest of the season. <laughs> as long as we're winning games. No yeah, who cares? Cares, who cares? Yeah, yeah exactly. there we go. So how did the game start then, mate? Yeah, it was a good start to the game by both teams. They both started positively. I'd say that um, Gillingham had the, probably the better f- first 10, 15 minutes. Best chance came to Gills when um, Bingham had a, a strike and hit the post, Ooh. which was a bit a bit close. But then after that, um, Town started to get into the game um, and started to really dominate. And we were playing um, some really, really good passing football and great movement. Um, and it was really, really good to see. And yeah, we started to cause them quite a lot of um, issues um, and that caused it. Then they started giving quite a few fouls away. Mm. Um, and have you seen Wally's free kick? So got fouled on the a kind of left hand side of the outside the box. Um, he took a, a free kick, um, and I've seen it a video um, from them. Jill's um, in the Blood TV. Um, he showed the the, um, the video of the free kick, and it almost skims the post. It's yeah. really really close. It was a good opportunity. It's on the highlights. Yeah, he was dead close yeah. to be honest with you. And it's a, it's one of his better free kicks he's taken over the last few months. I suggest, but um, yeah, but a bit unlucky. He didn't quite get it on target. So the keeper might have been struggling by the look of the highlights. But um, yeah, I, you know, it's funny. We should score more direct free kicks. I can't. We must have scored maybe only two or three this season. I think Faye got one. Maybe yeah. maybe Doc scored one. That might be about it. Really, we've got some good set piece takers. Faye scored one again. Where Brad? That was the one I was. 
thinking of immediately. Yeah, but we yeah. must have scored a couple at least, I would imagine. But yeah, maybe maybe that's something we can look at next season. Get get someone, well, get our set piece takers a little bit more in tune to just drilling it in. Easy said than done, I suppose. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah and um, and then yeah, interesting kind of observation for me was um, Eve's. Um, clearly thought that um, Williams was going to be the weakest of the back three. Mm. Um, kept sitting on him, and he had quite a poor performance. And oh, that's a shame. He was, <laughs> yeah, he seemed to be kind of tussling with Williams quite a lot, and almost seemed like he wanted to impose himself on Williams rather than winning the ball, which was obviously worked in our favour. We had enough men to kind of clear up any. Um, I wouldn't say Williams won the battle, mm. but he won the battle in the sense that his teammates came to his aid, and he did enough. I mean, did well against, you know, quite an experienced pro now, Eve, um, against Williams. Obviously, you know, he hasn't played, has he played, I can't have played 15 games no, personally like, football now. Uh, yeah, so, possibly you know. not, no. And, and he, the amount he's learning, like he is a sponge yeah. this season, isn't he really for us? You know, it's been brilliant that he's come in and he's settled so well. But the exciting thing is going into next season, those lessons he's learned from playing against Eves, playing against Liam Boyce or whatever else, these strikers he's played against in the last few weeks, it's going to stand him in such good stead for a full oh, yeah, pre-season fantastic. and a full season next year. And that, yeah, so I was thinking about pre season as well yeah left pre-season to kind of get used to it and yeah and his confidence has only grow um so that was good um and then we had like an unbelievable opportunity to score um Wally was put through a ball over the top I can't remember who quiet it was um and then Wally I mean you know, sometimes when he gets in these positions he has those kind of rash shots but not this time put um Campbell through yeah. onto his left foot and he didn't score and that was we you know one of those moments when you go oh god have we take have we missed like a really important chance there <laughs> like usual um, so that was a bit yeah that was a bit frustrating. I couldn't believe he didn't score um, he was really you know in the box and I thought he was going to score but the goalkeeper must have been enough to put him off he put him the, um, was that the one we put wide yeah I think it, that was yeah, on the highlight yeah, put yeah that, wide in the first half yeah so yeah so so it was good and yeah we you know we still had quite a few other chances Wally down the left um, good amazing tackle from Jill's defender Corner came in and waterfall hedges over. Mm-hmm. Um, so first half, um, I'd say you know they started quite well, um, but town were definitely on top by the time time we got to half time. Yeah, I mean I was reading a lot about the game. Obviously, I got home and uh, well this morning, particularly I've been researching for the podcast, and a lot of people saying it was a game where you know we controlled it away from home. You know some of the results we've had away from home were a little bit hair and scare. And you think about Peterborough with what went on there. You think about um, Wimbledon away where we scored two late goals. Someone was saying this felt a little bit, and, and even Southend to a certain extent. But I think from from the message we had back from that game, but this felt like a more controlled away performance. Maybe maybe more the most com- confident that we've been away from home. It's hard to tell. We weren't all of them, but that was one of the vibes I was getting. Did that come across in the first half? Yeah, we were excellent. Oh, Our passing and moving was superb. Um, Grant had a better game than he's had in the recent weeks. Um, him and Norburn were kind of dictating the play, and Norburn was excellent again. Really kind of making things move good, in good. midfield. Um, and also the wing backs were getting involved as well, and we always seem to have an option. Um, so the work on the training ground is definitely, um, you know, bearing fruit um, because we always seem to have an option. We were able to recycle and move the ball really fast, um, and that's why we were playing really well. You know, we were, I was a bit, little bit disappointed that we didn't score in the first half, but yeah, yeah so good signs, and certainly um, players um, are getting you know more confidence and yeah, getting more used to playing to each with each other. There was one thing on the highlights I watched back that you not you didn't mention so far, but it was like a comedy moment where Beck kind of messed up a header with Mitchell and then on the highlights you can see Mitchell really really shouting at Beckles I thought that's quite good to see that the young lad who's obviously just come into the team is on loan he's got the balls yeah, enough to tell Beckles yeah I don't know Beckles why Beckles off. missed that <laughs> it was probably the only thing he, he did wrong all game oh that's good so yeah so Beckles um, yeah um, and then yeah Beckles basically kind of missed the ball yeah 
and then basically bounce. And luckily, the Gillingham player headed over. Um, luckily, they weren't really on form because they did get a couple. They did still create chances mm. um, throughout the half, but not as many as Shrewsbury. Mm. Okay, well, I'll ask you about Gillingham at the end anyway. But um, that was it. So yeah, half time was quite quite you know relaxing. But I suppose you were still feeling. We haven't got that goal yet, and that was what was, was the sort of missing element, I suppose. Yeah, it was. It was one of those halves where you know Shrewsbury played well, and you know everything was going okay. So it wasn't one of those halves where you had to you know big debates at half time. It was, yeah. I was, I was chatting with Ian, who um, is sitting next to at the Shrewsbury. Met him on the train. He jumped, joined us on the train, and we were just chatting away. We weren't really talking about the football too much because it mm. all seemed under control. Oh, good, good, good. No, well, it wasn't too long into the second half. Really, you had to wait for a goal, was it? So yeah, come on, run us through the second half. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it was interesting actually. I didn't notice this at the time. I noticed they started playing three at the back, but I wasn't quite sure. But um, again, um, Jill's in the Blood TV. Um, interesting way of doing a, a video blog. Um, what they do is he does a bit before the game, yeah. then a little bit during the game, talking about tactics and chances and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and then he does a bit of half time and then a bit at the end. Yeah, right, okay. um, and he was analysing the game. So yeah, it's quite an interesting. I've, I've tweeted it out during the game and maybe tweet it out again afterwards. An interesting approach. Um, and he said that they changed. So they, they've been playing. Um, Four um, four four two, but a kind of you know the diamond midfield, and yeah. that's been working well for them. And they matched us up, so they changed their shape to go three at the back. Um, and let's say it didn't go down too well with him. Um, <laughs> the, the, some of the changes and where he, some of the players, it sounded like he put some you know, you know round pegs in square holes. Mm. You know, it didn't quite work, um, and you know, and it, it didn't seem to work for them. So that was a, was that, a bit of a, was, a shame. Was the vibe that the changes maybe cost them the game then, sort of thing? No, I'm not sure. I think it would. Well, the vibe from them was that they had quite a poor performance. Okay. Um, the guy was saying that it's basically it's probably their worst performance in the last few months. That's good to hear. Thanks for but, that. <laughs> but a question for that though, you know, obviously he's thinking from the Gillian perspective, but from a Shrewsbury perspective, did we nullify them? Possibly, yeah. Did our did we we dominated the game, we controlled the game. So I think it was actually yes, they played poorly, but I think that was a consequence of Shrewsbury. We dominated the game so well. Mm. Um that yeah, they, they forced them into a change, which is obviously you know um, a good um, testament to how well we were doing. So yeah, that I mean that sounds fair. I mean, if we were controlling it, then obviously and, and nullifying them, and then you know isn't going to give them a chance. Is it? It's nice to hear that we we had that control at a game, um, and, yeah. and hopefully if we we keep doing that, it's going to keep getting us a few results, and that'll be that then for this season. So yeah, that was it. So yeah, obviously they changed it up, and then you know, what was the sort of flow of the game like from that point onwards? Yeah, we, we then we got yeah got closer to getting getting that chance. So Warley was fouled on the right. He crossed it in. Um, Beckles had a shot in the scramble and it was saved by the keeper. Um, and that was unfortunate. I thought, you know, that was obviously in front of us. Yeah. So second half, the, the town were attacking the way end. Um, so that was good. Um, it was, I'll tell you what, actually, just need to mention, it was absolutely freezing oh. on the way end. Um, it was really <laughs> weird because when you looked at the home end to our left, people were sitting there in T-shirts, yeah. but we were, had the wind and it was absolutely freezing. Yeah. And the um, commentator who was doing IFO um, extended highlights was saying, oh, it's a nice day here and really pleasant weather. Like, not in the way end. It was absolutely freezing. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, played golf. Gloves on. I played golf on Friday in shorts. It was all right. It was warm enough. So yeah, must it was have been absolutely worse. freezing. too bad back here on Saturday. Obviously, there's no roof there no. and the wind was just coming straight yes. at us. Yeah. It was freezing reason um well you survived ollie that's the main thing we did survive <laughs> um so and then obviously we got warmer because the second half and um, we're actually we were standing well where i was sitting we were actually standing up in the second half there's a few people behind us but they seem to have gone so we we're able to stand up um and then we scored an absolutely like, lovely lovely goal yeah um so beckles gets the ball to doherty and um, he played what um, doherty plays it to warley warley to bolts bolts to warley uh, who then he crosses into bolts in the box 
um, and a superb finish in the first league goal for Bolts for the season mm. in the league. So that was fantastic. And yeah, really, really nice, like intricate bit of passing. And um, Bolton basically got himself into the box unmarked uh, and just and, and kind of, I thought he, well, he did this weird celebration where he was pointing down. I don't know whether he was just, I think he, actually, you know, in hindsight, looking back, it must have been he was just so surprised he'd scored. But I thought he'd actually scored with his left. Yeah. Um, but he kind of shanked it in. It wasn't a clean hit, but who cares? Yeah, he was definitely pointing his foot. I, I'd assumed he hit it with his weak foot. I didn't really watch it in too much detail. Yeah, but... I thought that too at the time. Yeah. But um, I've watched it back and it was definitely his right foot. No, weird. Um, Frazier yeah. on Twitter was pointing out to me as well on, the after, on Saturday afternoon after the game on the way back. And yeah, he was right. It was a right-footed shot. I think he was just so happy to score. It was a dynamic goal. I mean, it looked really you know, positive in terms of the burst forward and the, and the nice bit of intricate play beforehand and a nice sweeping finish. And as I say, Bolton's record for scoring this season might not have been prolific, but he scored that world-class goal at Stoke and a really neat goal like that, his first one in the league. So he's only had, he must have only scored two. I can't think he scored in the Czech trade or anything. He scored so. in the FA Cup, didn't he? Uh, yeah, that's what I mean, the one at, at Stoke. Bolton. Yeah, oh, so. Sorry, at um, Wolves, but yeah. Oh, he not... did, yeah. True enough, yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, so there you go. But he's, he's scored some good goals this season. So he has scored key goals. Yeah, um, yeah, and it didn't take too long for us to score again. So like another eleven minutes later, um, another super bit of play. Doherty does a super turn um, on kind of the halfway line. Does his man looks up long pass over um, to the left. Um, Campbell lets it go um, to Goldburn. He takes his time and allows Campbell, Campbell to take up a, a central position. Yep. The cross comes in and he sweeps it home. Um, Doherty's claiming a touch. Aid Plymouth thought he had a touch. I didn't see that. I was just saw. I was just watching the ball go into the back of the net and didn't see that. And it's really funny because um, um, Tyrese's dad, Kevin Campbell, was behind us. Oh, right, okay. And he was going absolutely mental <laughs> uh, when we scored. It was really, really funny. It was. It's quite funny hearing him chat throughout the game. That's good. He's been at. He's been at every Shrewsbury game since Campbell his son started playing for us, I believe, and has, has taken us as like a, a sort of club to support while he's here. So it's quite nice, isn't it? And it's good for him to see his lad scoring. That's what we want to see as well. And on that goal, obviously, I've seen it back on the highlights. That is a clever finish for me. He's, he's yeah. real smart in the way that he gets and that. Goldburn's time as well. Yeah, great ball from Goldburn. You can't argue with that. He really feeds it into him nicely. But even then, it isn't a, a it isn't a straight ball in and a side foot home. Do you know what I mean? He's got to kind of work his body around it and shape that shot into the side of the goal again outside the keeper's reach as well. I think it's a really clever finish. And you know, like we've been saying, when we have seen these glimpses of quality finishing from him, that he is a cut above. There is a bit more class there than a normal League One striker. Um, you know, if we see it now and it gets us safe that's brilliant like I can see him going on to doing more maybe in the championship next year yeah no he's he's a good player mm. he's definitely got an eye for goal and obviously intelligence to try and get away from the goalkeeper what was, as you pointed out what was his overall game like to be honest with you yeah he was good he obviously had a couple of chances that he could have scored his, his movement was really good um, he was doing a lot of work um, to allow room for other players as well. That's good. Um, and he was a good threat. You know, we didn't play didn't play it long. We played it on the ground all the way through the game. Had to say their pitch was lush and green. And it was a really good football surface to play football. Um, so yeah, he did well. He had a good game, good movement, and he lasted till the 82nd minute. And then Ricketts actually said he could have lasted the whole game. So Excellent. his fitness has clearly gone up as well. Well, we've been saying the last couple of weeks, it feels like fitness all around has maybe just stepped up a little bit in terms of not having those two games every week is meaning that we're much fresher on Saturdays and some of the players that weren't able to get through 90 minutes on a Saturday after having played Tuesday are doing that now and you know Goldborn for example he looked you know in that goal I didn't see the whole game but he looked quite dynamic he looked like you know was he getting up and down is he showing that yeah he was his fitness yeah, as well up there, there now. 
That's good. It's good. And it'll be interesting, obviously, with the two games coming up on the weekend and how what we will do in terms of rotation. But yeah, certainly the first team that are playing at the moment is their fitness is certainly higher. Yeah, well, it gives us it gives us, after this result, you know, there's no reason why we can't think about winning any game we're playing at the moment. I suppose so. That's good. And and yeah, there was there was a few more moments on the highlights I saw. So I'll let you run through them. One of them was this thing from Beckles. This mental challenge. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, he um, he wins another <laughs> header. Um, Beckles had a solid game. It goes forward, but we lose the ball. And then they counter-attack down the left, get the ball into the box. Shot, saved by Mitchell. Probably the only real save, the good that he's had to really make for Town. So really good reactions from him. And then an amazing block from Beckles. Um, I actually thought it was, um, I thought that Beckles did the first one and then it was Williams that did the mm. uh, the block. But he did actually jump in in the way as well to try and stop it. Um, amazing effort from the players. You know, this is near the end of the game, and they were really desperate to get that clean sheet. Yeah, um, and wanted to, and the, you know, their desire and their kind of, kind of like teamwork and everything was just kind of for me epitomised in this movement and brilliant. this defend, piece of defending they did. That looked brilliant. Uh, it's one of those ones where if I'm there, I cheer that sort of thing as much as you cheer yeah. a goal going in because and you know was it's just well cheered by the Salah fans. Yeah, yeah exactly. Brilliant. That commitment and bodies on the line. It's like Omar last year, isn't it? That was what he was kind of known for, really not shirking anything. And, and, and yeah, you're right. He does does do the double clearance, looking at the highlights. And I'm, I'm I'm glad he's coming, you know, into maybe his best form of the season in this latter part of the season. I think that's probably fair to say. Yeah, I think he's he's doing well. It's just for me, this was um, one of his best games he's had for a long time. Good, uh, and it was good to see. Um, actually, just at this point, let me do the the top three. Go on, um, then, yeah. Actually. Just go off on a few tangents. So I went Beckles first. Okay, I thought Brilliant. he was absolutely outstanding um, defensively. Um, you know, he didn't make uh, hardly any mistakes or game park from that one in the first half. Uh, he was strong. He Fantastic. won all his headers. You know, obviously this block as well was, was you know, that was worth a goal kind of, you know, in terms of a defensive sense. He was absolutely superb and that was really nice to see because obviously we have point, I've pointed out a few times he's made some mistakes in recent weeks. Yeah. So it was absolutely fantastic to see him have that performance. Second, I went for Goldburn. He was, I thought he was just absolutely okay. superb. His sister's really good. You know, he works really well with the other, all the other players. He put in a really good shift um, and he was always an outlet and yeah, he was really tidy. Mm. And then third, I went for Bolton. I thought he just had a really, really good game. Obviously he scored, but he was a much more attacking threat than we've seen, I'm seeing from him and um, he seems to be growing in confidence as well and you know doing in you know um inverted runs we've obviously wanted going wide and him going into into the middle is quite an interesting um kind of tactic something you might see Sheffield United do with yeah. their wing backs yeah um so that's really encouraging to see so yeah for me they were the, the top three but then the notable comments for Worley, Doherty, Norburn and Campbell, I thought they were excellent. And and Grant as well, you know, I've been a little bit critical of Grant's game, yep. I think he's gone off the boil a little bit recently, but he had a really, really solid game as well. So a fantastic team performance. You know, it's always fun, isn't it, when you have a performance where you feel like you need to mention every player? Yeah. Um, you know, no one had a bad game. <laughs> There's not been too many of them this season, so I'm no, glad, there glad, hasn't, we, no. glad we put one in now when we needed it at its most. But it, wasn't, it, was one of those games, it was one of those games then when you came away thinking no one really had a poor game there. Yeah, it oh, was brilliant. Good. Absolutely yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. Um, yeah, really, really chuffed for the players. And yeah, it was really one of those games where the players came over and really celebrated in front of the Way fans. Um, Roshan Williams showing his passion um, and Ricketts Good as lad. well. And there seems to be a real togetherness amongst the players and the fans. Um, and yeah, it was like I said, it was that perfect away day. 
Um, obviously, apart from it being freezing, sunny beers, nice food, victory, you know, good, you know, good atmosphere, mm. um, and yeah, good people, and yeah, good town friends out, and it's yeah, just perfect. And the kind of celebrations um, with the players at the end is yeah, it was kind of like a cherry on top. Stop winding me up, Ollie. Second, <laughs> I'm not winding you up. Second good away game I've missed in the last few weeks now, and it c- continues. It's, my... it's one of these. This is funny because this is the away games that make you go to all the crap ones. You know, your 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 trip to Stoke away <laughs> will make you go to. 30 crap Rochdale type games away um, and it's that yeah it's that kind of um, it's the game that like entices you to you know you I was like you know I was in the week chatting to Becky saying oh I might go to game on on, on Saturday I'm thinking looking at the trains thinking I must be mad I'm going to get home at 9.30 and leave at 9am 9 um, but it was yeah, it was certainly worth it. I had an excellent day. I, I, it just continues my run though of recent times of missing all the wins. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> missing key games really reaffirms that bloody curse that people were talking about a few weeks back. And you know, I don't miss that many games. I've I've been to almost every away game in in all competitions. Other than and the we've lost most of and our away yeah, games. Yeah, exactly. But of the of the four league wins. I only saw Wimbledon. I missed the other. I missed the other three, and um, which we were quite lucky enough. I remember, right? I'm not. I'm not good. So, um, I am. I am going to Barnsley and Coventry. So, nah, there we go. That'll that'll switch around again. Um, but no, it sounded like a grand day out. To be fair, fair and I say my my re- reflection of it was, as I said, when uh, when that second goal went in in the um, the seven social, it was like proper. You know, like you see when you you see when you watch England games, um, and they show you the halftime footage from the pub when say someone scored. It was a bit like that in there. People were going mad. There was like loads of cheering and stuff. I was like, it's quite good actually. I don't, is this what happens at home in the pubs in Shrewsbury when you're not at the games because I don't normally go to the pub to watch a town match I'd rather listen to the radio so yeah sorry that was a Sky News alert I'm going to assume Tiger Woods has just won the uh, the Masters but um, yeah um, so yeah fantastic day Ollie I'm, I'm glad you had a good day um, in terms of our opinion of, of Gillingham then I thought we'd just cover that really I mean We've obviously had people on recently talking about what they thought of South End. Maybe they they're going to get relegated. We've seen some of the teams recently who've looked really poor. Although we won, are Gillingham the sort of team you still think are going to get into trouble, or are they a bit better than some of the others we've seen? Well, obviously their results of recent they've gone up. You know they were lower down in the table, and before you know for a while they were ahead of us. Yeah. Um, the fact that um, you know Jill's in the Blood TV, who I see a lot of his tweets, he seemed like a really sensible bloke. Um, seems to know what he's talking about, and if he's saying it's their worst performance for a while. And I'll take that as you know. I'll take that as gospel. Um, so I imagine that they'll be fine. I think their points total is probably fine as mm, well. Yeah. Um, I think it might just been a bad day for them. Okay. Um, and obviously just a good performance from Shrewsbury. Um, and anyone there that we would want to steal in the summer if they were a contract? Um, I'm not sure about steal. I thought Bingham <laughs> looked like quite a threat and okay. hit the post. Um, and he seemed to be, um, yeah, all over the place and seemed to be their main threat. Especially with Eves having quite a poor game, which was quite funny. Mm, okay. Oh, I mean, I was just going to stats. What we were talking, and you were talking about, you know, you think it was the only thing Mitchell had to do. They only had one shot on target in the whole game, so it does show you that you know, control you talked about, and that. Um... Yeah, and that was that save that he did in the second half. Yeah. Obviously, the post doesn't count yeah. on target. So. Yeah, there we go. yeah, it was that save he had to make. So yeah, you're okay. Well, they got the three word match reports. Then I mean, these were very positive this week. Yeah. So um, so Jessica, um, with um, yeah, brilliant win. Um, Daniel with Sam's the man. Um, Paul with up to 50, um, Keith with um, um, on the up, um, Paul with fantastic away win, um, Roger with a solid win, and I didn't put this to wind you up, Glyn, but it seems to work perfectly, um, Tim Williams saying, wish I'd gone. Yeah, yeah, I do, I wish I'd gone as well, but 
Well, I don't know. I had a nice day. I had a nice day. It's one of those things, isn't it? You can't go to the mall. Um, <laughs> you can't. And there'll be and there'll be more games in the future. Yeah, exactly. We're going to go and beat Barnsley on Easter on Easter Friday, and I'll be there, and it will all be fine. I'll be there as well. Yeah, so that should, be good, should be good fun. Well, there we go. And then obviously you were buzzing. I, w- I was buzzing back at the pub. I think everybody was buzzing. And uh, Sam Ricketts. I listened to a bit of his interview back afterwards this morning just to kind of catch up, and he seemed in fairly good spirits. Yeah, he was. He was pretty pleased. Obviously, you would expect, and obviously, um, so was um, Stewie Dunn asking him the questions. Um, he, he basically was asked, could he enjoy the game? And obviously, he obviously he was working when the game was on. Obviously, not like a fan watching it. No, um, he said he can enjoy it now. Um, he was really pleased. He said we controlled the game apart from that one episode at the end. Um, so he said that showing resilience away from home was really pleasing him. Yeah, we controlled the game. He said his ideas are gradually kind of you know growing and being cemented in the team from the time on the training ground and the consistency of the same formation. Um, and he says, we're going to games, no, we can win games. And he's saying that consistency is excellent. And obviously that's the word that was probably the most common, wasn't it, in the yeah. in that meeting we went to, that yes. you know, it's about achieving consistency. Um, he said at half-time, you know, the game will spread and the players keep on going and we'll find the pockets. And, and that's exactly what happened. Obviously Bolton and Tyrese got into pockets of space. Mm. Um, and scored, um, you know, two bits of quality from the wing backs, and you know, it's the first time that the two wing backs have been in our top three this week, this season. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Um, so that shows how impact, in, impactful they were. Um, and then obviously joking, saying that Doc was trying to claim the goal. I'm not sure if he'll get away <laughs> with that one, um, but it was yeah, quite a bit of fun. Obviously, you can see there's obviously the players are quite happy because you can just see from their social media tweets and stuff. There's quite a lot of banter going on. Yeah, Doxy and Wally seem to have struck up a little bit of a yeah because Wally bit Wally of was matey with who was Wally matey with last year and you Nolan sort of, Nolan there you go yeah so he's obviously he's replaced Nolan <laughs> he's replaced his Nolan <laughs> and his affections with with Doxy he maybe just loves central midfielders who work hard so there you go yeah, like, that might be his thing passing the ball yeah. <laughs> um, and then obviously in terms of our form we've got seven points from nine now which is absolutely excellent mm. um, and then he goes on to talk about the fans saying obviously they're excellent hopefully have a nice journey home. Um, and he's saying basically, you know, when um, Lewis Cox was talking to him, he was basically saying, you know, we've seen the infant stages of what he wants to do. Um, there's an awful lot to come. Um, and also the thing he was really pleased to see is that the players um, are talking more on the pitch, yep. you know, kind of trying to solve their the problems themselves and talking tactics. And he also yeah, commented on the, the togetherness among the players was really strong, uh, mm. which we're seeing um, obviously in their performances and the way they behave with each other. Yeah, wins breed confidence, don't they? It's funny the thing talking about the fans. He's made a big deal of that a couple of times this week with press things I've read. You know, there's one article. Yeah, he's on the not back. stupid, is he? Yeah, he's really trying to sort of get to that point now where result, results have turned around a little bit. There's that opportunity to win some hearts and minds to build towards what will happen this summer and next season. And I think that you know, one more win now, we should probably be there if we're not already. And you know, everyone can. Start start to think this if he continues this good little run now towards the end of the season and we end up in the top half of the table or just under it then there's a chance for there to be some excitement over the summer about what he could potentially do we talked about that after the meeting didn't we yeah. um, and so it, it's be interesting to see which way it goes but I, I can't see that it's hopefully this season doesn't end in a whimper now and we, we lose a few but we stay up you know let's just yeah he should press well, his yeah, own just, I think it's interesting maybe to go to a tweet I was going to ask you in Salad News I'll go to it now so yeah. we had a tweet from Mark Carter who said has Ricketts convinced you yet He's still to keep, and Mark says, I'm still to be convinced. Some of the previous AppGem app performances under guidance, pathetic rotation policy leave me wary. Um, and he's glad yeah. the results have improved, but it's concise of a settled lineup. 
and yeah, we obviously talked about lots of things um, from following the meeting. Mm. And obviously, that the players were not fit, and I think it's fairly clear that I'm quite convinced of him. Um, what about yourself, Glenn? Yeah, I mean, there was that point where I was saying, you know, he had a worse record than Askey, and, and I was. Well, you said the, you said that the, uh, the podcast before we went to the meeting yeah. that you thought he should leave. Yeah, I, I did um, genuinely. It was, it, but it was, you know, we can't look back now. There's oh no, just no, we won a few games and say that that run wasn't historically bad for the football club and I can understand everyone that was saying changing the manager wasn't going to help I was also completely aware that when I said that that he wasn't going to get sacked I was you know we talked about that a lot didn't we um but I mean and then and the meeting hasn't really turned me around it's what I said to him at that meeting is what I what I felt which is the only way to turn Shrewsbury Town fans around is to provide more consistent improved performances which we've seen even the games we lost Portsmouth for example and to get the points required to keep us in this division, which we've also seen. To me, that that will go a long way with a lot of our fans. And it, and, yeah. and to me, I, I want to see one more win. I, I think we've seen a style of football which is kind of edged out that long ball football we've seen for a long time. We've, we've, we've probably improved the way that we look when we're playing football. So it's heading in the right direction. I want us to get the job done. And then, yeah, I'm happy to just see what he does over the summer. You know, the plans that he told us seem imminently sensible and whether they work or not, who knows. But I, I wouldn't doubt that if he was given the summer to do it, we'll have a team of battlers, hard runners, and a bit more of a plan than we had under Askey in the first 10 games next season. And I 100% would doubt that we would start next season as badly as we did this year. No, you certainly hope not. No. Um, and yeah, I think um, I'd agree with all that, Glenn. I was... I knew he wasn't going to be sacked this, you know, to the end of the season. Yeah, we all knew, didn't we? Clear. Yeah. Um, yeah, just the way the, the club operates. Um, I wasn't convinced, you know, before. Uh, am I convinced now? Well, yeah, I think if, you know, for me it's all about results, as you say. Exactly. So if he keeps us safe, which is looking likely, um, then certainly I'd be, you know, more than happy for him to be our manager next season. It's the, it's the evolution in the style of play and, and, yeah. the, and, the, and the way in which he's gone about that that is you know, impressed me on top of the results. If it was just the results and he was getting us where we need to be, that's fine. But I can see an evolution into something that he, he obviously wants to get to. And, yeah. you know, from the sounds of the game on Saturday, the control, we've seen that in a couple of games recently. For me, it was the best performance yeah. we've had under Sam Ricketts. There you go. Um, obviously, clean sheet, two goals, two nicely worked goals, some good football, lots of pressing. And you can, you know, um, you know, we heard what um, John Pitts and Sam Ricketts are trying to do. Um, and we saw, you know, we were lucky to see a couple of slides and what they're trying to do as well. Mm. And yeah, it's starting to bear fruit. So yeah, fantastic. And well done to Sam Ricketts and the, the management team. Um, yeah, and the players, obviously, for getting this result. So I, don't, I have to say, I don't think everyone will still feel like we've just expressed no, our, our opinions there. And I think that there will still be fans that need convincing. But I think it might that, help if Paul Hurst gets a job. <laughs> yeah, it might do, to be fair. And I think that a lot of that goes away once we're safe. You know, I think people yeah. are very happy to just you know draw a line under what's gone on and, and see how it evolves next season. And if we started next season well, it'd be fine. If he brought back long ball football and it was very attritional and we weren't very good, I can see a lot of the problems he's had well, at the end of the season. He did say he wasn't, he wasn't asking them to play long. No, they were deciding no. to play long. He did say that, but it was yeah. awful to watch. So it was, yeah, um, it was. That's fine. I mean, the other thing was Tyrese Campbell did an interview, and you listened to that this week as well, didn't you? Yeah, so yeah, so he did interview um, before and after the game, but the piece of comments after the game. Um, so yeah, he said he was happy to score again and get his tally up. He said it was uh, frustrating to sit on the side, but this was really interesting. He said, I couldn't argue because Faye had scored and he could understand why he was playing. Yep. So that shows a level of maturity for the player, but also shows that the you know the management team and the squad are working together as a team. Yeah. And he wasn't too, you know, he wasn't being overly critical and he was, you know, trying to support the lads. And yeah, I thought that was really good. Um, he said, you know, it'll be a good game against Barnsley and we go there to try and win. Um, and then there were, he was asked about himself and, you know, his, his time at Shrewsbury and what's he learning. And he said, it's a great experience for him. 
um, you know, constantly being around the first team um, and there's lots of friendly competition. And he was also going on about the, the team spirit and the banter amongst the players. It's fantastic. And he mentioned, obviously, that um, Doherty on, in, in training this week, I'm sure, will be joking about the goal again. It's interesting because, like, obviously, I did a, a podcast in the week, didn't I, Ali, with Mike and Roger winning the EFL Supporter of the Year. And I think maybe something that went a little bit under the radar was that in the same week, Tyrese Campbell got voted EFL, um, I think it might have just been our divisional... Young Player of the Month. Young Player of the Month, which is you yeah. know something that not many of our young players who were playing for us, I know he's on loan, but you know we've not had that award very often if ever as far as i can recall so um i think that does you know give a give a good indication as to quite what his impact's been since he started here and to me his dad being at every game being that supportive i've seen um, his dad on the tv because he he was on when they announced the fl thing and he was really yeah. came across as a really proud dad a little bit taken aback and there was like some emotion there and i think that that, that having a dad figure there like that who's been in the game and probably seen a lot of it is incredibly helpful to him as a footballer going forward I think and probably one of the reasons why he comes across in interviews that I've seen and obviously you know the way he's playing it, I think a lot of that is built from the probably the team he's got around him yeah definitely and Kevin Campbell was doing a bit of Sky Sports news for me on the, on the match day because he was reading the scores out <laughs> the crazy Sunderland um, Sunderland Coventry game oh yeah it was nuts um, and then he was yeah he seemed like a really nice bloke he was playing with um, you know the, the young lad Corbin um, and he yeah, was like yeah. chat, having joking and playing with him and some of the other young kids and stuff and yeah, great. having a bit of banter with the fans so yeah fair play to him looks like he seems like he's enjoying his time the player said he's enjoying his time in shoes I mean it seems like his dad's as well is enjoying <laughs> the kind of you know because we're quite a very friendly kind of you know family oriented kind of fan base and he, yeah he seems to be enjoying um, spending his afternoons with us he's quite he's quite a big name to be sitting in with shoes town fans isn't he it's not like we've often yeah. had you know premiership strikers watching our games you know we've occasional ex-town players gone on to do well come back but yeah brilliant I think it's, you know we've had Rashford the other week didn't we as well so yeah. we're, maybe we're becoming the place for premiership strikers to come and watch their football who knows but and <laughs> for me I think as a positive as well is looking forward as if you know if, if Tyrese Campbell is getting young player of the month while on loan at Shrewsbury yes. that can only be good for us yeah, as loaning players going forward as well cool good stuff well, it was a grand old day I think we'll leave it there and uh, we'll, we'll move on to a bit of sad up news Doherty and it's worked square and here is Bolton oh how about that James Bolton with an absolute screamer and the Shrews are back in the game so the main setup news, I suppose, to look at first of all, with you know the time of the season and the battle that we're in, is to look at the football league table, you know, the EFL League One table, Ollie, and, and have a look. So I was I was wondering whether I should run this down or up, you know, start from the top. But let's start from the top because we're near it, Ollie. I think could yeah, probably be the best to do. So yeah, I mean, we're on we're thirteenth with fifty points now, so we've reached that that fifty point marker which people were aiming at at the start of the season. So with thirteen, just above us are, are Oxford on twelfth, and there's a big gap then from Oxford up that we're unlikely to capture. But they're only three points ahead of us now. Um, and then coming down from us, you've got fourteenth is Bristol Rovers um, with forty nine points. Then fifteenth Gillingham with forty eight. Sixteenth is Accrington with forty eight as well. And then seventeenth is Wickham with forty seven, who are joint with eighteenth Plymouth Plymouth with forty seven. And then nineteenth is Scunthorpe with forty five, and twenty is Rochdale with forty five. So that's all the teams just above the relegation zone. And then the teams that are currently in the relegation zone now, with everybody also having played 42 games, which is interesting. There's no games in hand for anyone. Um, you've got Wimbledon on 44. You've got Southend on 43. Walsall on 42, who are just continually dropping. And Bradford, who I'm basically considering down on just 36 points, which is a long way behind us now. So, 
yeah, the gap between us now on 50 points and the relegation zone is six points, Ollie, two games now. And that feels like a very, very nice cushion at this stage of the season. Yeah, it is a good cushion. Um, I don't think we're safe yet. Um, no, but no. Um, but yeah, it's a very nice cushion to have. It's also nice to think that there are you know <laughs> like at least six or seven teams built between us and the, and the relegation zone, um, which gives us some confidence as well. Um, that you know there's going to have to be a lot of teams to pick up a lot of points, and obviously a lot of teams. As um, Jason um, said on Twitter, he said um, five of the bottom seven teams haven't won a game in the last six, oh. so it's going to take a huge effort to turn um, their form around. And um, he said that's why he thinks we're safe yeah I, I think the it's a good start it is a great start hopefully yeah. it's start. hopefully it's true <laughs> well Jason you better be right yeah um but yeah I mean there's been so many teams that are just dropping and dropping and every week you see their results and they they still don't pick anything up and at the same time we've clearly moved long along the way just by getting nine what was it seven points from nine which is just enough yeah. to move you completely out of danger and um yeah it, it's it's come at the right time for us hasn't it and to think but it was some interesting it's results. Good results yeah, yeah good results um so Accrington Stanley beating Warsaw 2 1. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, their, their tweet that this this guy called Vital Warsaw, um, who seems, <laughs> yeah, seems a bit of a character um, with his language and what he says, um, was, he, he did this tweet that basically early in the season said, Where is Shrewsbury when they were seventh? Yeah, I remember this. Um, and yeah, fortunately, the season um, doesn't end. Um, it doesn't end until until obviously all the games have been played. He kept he kept putting a tweet up, and it was like you know showing the table, and then it just said "mind the gap," as in mind the gap, yeah. fans. We're like twenty points ahead or something. So there's one guy on Twitter I've noticed who keeps just sending the same message back to him every time they lose, saying "dot dot dot mind the gap," because <laughs> obviously <laughs> the gap between us is now getting bigger and bigger. So it's quite nice to turn the tables it on is them. It's quite isn't it? funny. <laughs> yeah, Bristol Rovers got another good result. Yeah, um, so they right. beat Bradford three two. Um, the result of the day um, is um, also not only did Stuart um, tell me um, uh, the best, like an amazing pub to go to. Obviously, he saw his team um, win three one against Luton, which I thought was probably the result of the day in terms of shock. Yeah, shocker. You know, obviously both good teams, but obviously Luton have been doing so well for them to win. Um, it's quite a surprise. Mm. Um, interesting one. I thought Plymouth were going to be safe. Remember when we played them? Yeah, and um, they were ahead of us in the league table. They look good. Um, and obviously, um, and they lost um, to Doncaster. Um, 2 0, which is no real shame because obviously Doncaster are sixth in the table, um, but that kept them down there. Um, and then Oxford drew Wimbledon, and Rochdale lost to Portsmouth. Um, Scunthorpe lost 3 0 um, at home um, to Burton. And then um, South End lost again. God, there's a, again, I keep mentioning the, um, the fanzine. Um, from South End, yeah, God, I feel really sorry for those guys. They're having a, a terrible time. <laughs> they are literally uh, all at sea. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're doing. They're terrible. Obviously, they're in the relegation zone now, and I can't see them getting out. And then, obviously, the kind of the game of the day um, was um, Sunderland four, Coventry five, yeah, which is crazy. just unbelievable. And for me, could, well, Sunderland, if they win their game in hand, could go back above Barnsley. Um, but they're doing seem to be doing everything that they can to kind of give up automatic um, promotion. Right, they do. I said this after we played them and their cocky attitude about everything and their lies about our non-woman boardroom, which we poo-pooed and they never apologised for. And um, yeah, I, I don't. I hope Sunderland stay down. I hope they lose to Fleetwood in the playoffs or something stupid like that. I think it would be hilarious if they're down here again. And I have no sympathy for that four club at all. So well done, well done Coventry is all I can say on that one. Yeah, and, and funny enough, actually, in terms of, of like teams, I can see Scunthorpe looking at the league table uh, I can see Scunthorpe staying down there. 
I think Walsall um, will go down, Bradford as well. Um, and then I think Rochdale and Wimbledon um, have got a bit of a fight in their hands. Yeah, uh, Rochdale, Rochdale trouble. I mean, look at the goal differences. Yeah. You've got Bradford on minus, minus 27. Minus 32 for But Rochdale. yeah, Rochdale got the That's worst horrendous. goal difference in the division. 32, yeah, you're right. And, and, and Shrewsbury is only minus 6. Yeah, we've clawed it up. And say, it's Walsall minus 24, Wimbledon minus 22, Scunthorpe minus 24. Um, and then you've got Plymouth minus 16, Accrington minus 18. Most of the others are, are reasonable then. They're in the sort of low teens and, and less than that. But, um, you know, when you think about things logically, it's probably going to be the teams that can't, you know, that concede a lot more goals than they ever score. Those are the ones that might end up in trouble, which is interesting because Southend have only got a minus 14 goal difference. There's obviously something gone on there more recently that's, you know, made them drop like a stone. But they, they weren't doing, you know, too bad before that, I presume. Yeah, they had a lot yeah. of injuries and then, yeah. and then they stopped, sacked Powell. But they did. Yeah, it's funny, the team, the two teams that um, sacked their manager in that week, Scunthorpe and Southend, are still struggling. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we had a tweet, didn't we, this week about goal difference before? But it was from Anne yeah. Thomas saying the goal difference stat for me is telling. We've hardly had an away game where we've been significantly second best, but too many where a slow start has cost us. And he was looking particularly at um, away games because yeah. we talked a few weeks back about away form, didn't we, and how we were the worst team in the division, um, which was a terrible thing for us to be in that situation considering Bradford have hardly won any points away from home all season. But you know, with these good results at Southend and at uh, Peterborough and. Yesterday, we've started to move up that form table. So we're still um, down near the bottom. We're sort of 21st in the away form table in terms of away games this season. But, you know, we've moved well ahead of Bradford now. We've only picked up 13 points in 21 games. Plymouth have only got 17 from 21. And then next is us and Wickham with 18 points from 21. So, you know, another win or two wins, if we could get them away from home, would probably move us up into somewhere halfway in that table, which would be more reasonable, I suppose, of what we might have been expecting this season. But uh, of all the teams in that bottom, I think it is 18 teams you know in terms of poorest away form we've only got a minus seven goal difference it, that's better than all the other teams isn't it so yeah. I think that's the point I was trying to make is that yeah we've, we've lost a lot of away games but quite a lot of them have been tight haven't they yeah fine margins mm, as oh, once said. Um, <laughs> and there's one game that we haven't discussed um, and yeah, yeah the, the newest needs to be nicknamed for him is either the you know the, the manager who's like we should call him the boxer um, so allegedly, prick. Um, <laughs> this is the BBC website said this. So an incident allegedly involving Joey Barton leaving a rival manager with blood pouring from his face is being investigated by by police. Fleetwood boss clashed with Barnsley manager um, in the tunnel after the um, Saturday's 4-2 um, League One defeat to Oatwell, Man. according to Barnsley player um, Woodrow, who claimed on Twitter that their manager had basically been assaulted and left with blood pouring from his face. And then he deleted the tweet. Um, so yeah, did you see the video of um, Joey Barton being um, stopped as he was yeah. trying to leave? He's trying yeah, to sneak out. Really funny. Someone said, um, "Someone said the next episode of Line of Duty looks really good," which I thought was really funny. <laughs> yeah, he tried to sneak out, and then obviously someone stands in front of the car and puts their yeah, hand up and says, "No, you're not going yeah, anywhere." I think it was a copper. We want to speak to you. Copper came. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he's a moron, isn't trouble. he? To be fair, he might, he's doing all right, isn't he, in terms of football? But if, you know, if if this hadn't happened this season, you'd have said, "Oh, Joe Barton's actually proved himself to be a fairly competent." He's turned the manager. corner. Yeah, but. <laughs> He then does something like this allegedly. I suppose to, if it's true, yeah. yeah, if it's true, we won't be surprised, and no. hopefully they come down on him massively because you shan't have a football manager of a football club, and obviously football being you know community and all that kind of stuff, you can't allow this. So if, hopefully he'll get um, a big big punishment. If um, that was a town manager true. who'd done that and it was true, would you expect your football club to sack him? I think it's in that kind of it's getting to I that would. area, isn't it? I think you know because yeah. it's it's gross misconduct potentially. Yeah, you know, assaulting someone. You know, if we should actually go well. I think the thing, for me the thing I sometimes find a bit strange is that things that seem to happen in football grounds don't seem to um, you know end up with um, you know the police getting involved 
but who knows? We'll see what happens here. But yeah, you know, it's um, if he was a nice guy and he was, you know, it was a, a one-off thing, yeah, you wouldn't want him to go to prison. But it'd be quite funny if yeah, Fleetwood don't have a manager because their manager's banged up. Well, he's got a criminal record, hasn't he? So you might sort of think it might lend him going to prison. I don't know, but yeah, not not great. I mean, if it was like my club, I wouldn't want that manager anywhere near us. If he'd done, if he'd no. done something as ridiculous, well, I wouldn't want Jory Barton in the first place anyway. Oh, but, uh, well, he's doing better than us this season. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> so there we go. Let's let's finish this podcast off, Ollie, and yep. we'll have a, have a look at the predictions. We both went for draws um, last yep. week. You went for one one. I went for two two. Um, obviously, we we won two nil, so we were nowhere near again. Um, um, so yeah, what are you uh, what are you feeling this week? What should we do with this game? Obviously, yeah, we've got two thinking. games to choose from. Um, we've got two games to choose from. Let's do, we'll probably do the podcast after the Oxford game. Yes, we will. Um, yeah, so, let's, let's do Oxford then. Yeah, should do Oxford at home. Okay, yeah. I'm going to go for a. Two, I'll go first because I'm in a good mood. Yeah, and I'll find you up all pod. I'll <laughs> go for two nil win to Shrewsbury. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll go three one. Three one. Yeah, okay, cool. To open a, the taps a, up. a Monday. Um, yeah, there could be a lot of space if both obviously both teams playing um, in yeah. four day, two games in four days. Um, so hopefully it could be entertaining, um, and hopefully we'll get a good result. Well, just in terms of that, then we're obviously expecting town to bounce back to winning ways at home, and and you know, and and probably see us safe. In all honesty, let's let's be brutally honest about it. That win would probably be the end of it. What are you expecting at Barnsley? Just out of interest. Um, what am I expecting? Probably a, a draw. A draw would be a great result. If we lost, I, you know, Barnsley are a good side. I wouldn't be bothered. Uh, and I wouldn't be too bothered if we lost. Obviously, um, you know, a narrow defeat. A draw, I think, would actually... I don't normally say draws are good results, but I genuinely think a point here, keep the points ticking over, get to 51 points. I think that should be quite good. Yep, yep. I, I was talking to a Barnsley fan on Twitter, actually, this morning about you know, getting the game coming up, and he was we're just very inconsistent. You know, there's a possibility anyone could come to Oakwell and beat us, which I found very surprising, considering how well they've done this season. Um, but maybe that's sort of like the, the the eyes of wanting to win every game and seal your promotion ASAP, kind of speaking. There, but it's one of those games where, yeah, we can go there with no fear. Let's have a go. Let's have a play. If we we end up losing, it's not really a big issue because we've got plenty of other game savers. And if we lose, it means it's more likely Sunderland stay down. So swings and roundabouts. Yeah, and we got good results against them at home, didn't we? we? Did. Under yeah. Askew, we won. Um, Dockety Waterfall and Auburn getting yeah. on the back. Yeah. On, the, on the score sheet so yeah so fingers I'll be crossed there. Yeah, be good. I'll be going to both games as well so yeah well I'll probably be quite a long pod um, yeah. if, especially if we win both games or <laughs> we'll if we lose both games <laughs> it could no. be a long you pod you never know that'd be fantastic <laughs> 56 points I think we'd be safe then yeah we'll have to start looking at highest league finishes in league one and highest league points in league one other than last season you know it'd be, be for a long time we'd be going back to the years, 80s yeah. which is bizarre yeah. isn't it really but there we go. Well, thank you for filling me in this week about another brilliant game I've missed away from home. I'm feeling really good about that. Um, but I'm glad you went. I'm glad everyone that was there got a, got a good result. And uh, I'm just buzzing. I was buzzing about that win. Really, really buzzing. Just to kind of edge us closer to safety and, and to allay those relegation fears a little bit more. And I'm sure that all town fans are in the same boat, really. So, yeah, cheers, Ollie. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll catch you next week. Oh!